Uh, they learned how to win again, Julio. That is the Oquinese. So that's been cool. Uh, we got one yesterday. We got one of two today. The first one was the first game was pretty frustrating because yes, you know, other than what was it like that eighth inning where they scored like three runs or something like that. Um, yeah, it was a close game. Yeah, and then it, uh, it was a pretty close game, and we had runners on base, like, nobody's business. And I was like, "Fuck, this is gonna happen again." And then game two, like, offense kind of came to life again. So um, I got actually it was pretty nice day for it to have double day games because um, and Whitney I think I, I can't remember right. So first off, Chris and I hung out in person for the last for this time in a few months. Yeah, I watched night. the Warriors game, tight. which is pretty dope. Pretty dope. But uh, uh, and Whitney, my girlfriend, went back in office starting today, and they're going a few days a week. And yeah. if, and I was, I'm still working from home. And of course, my first day working from home without her here, it's a A's doubleheader day game. I'm like this. So you just can have it on the TV all day. While yeah, you're I'm like this rules where do you where do you typically work in your house here most of the time and that but uh today just because like she usually works in the living room so i was like cool i'll go work out there Mm -hmm. um and it worked because the a's won a game when i was out there so yeah well i tweeted earlier today but it was still funny how the home game for the a's they still lost the game that was technically a home game which was the first game I was kind of expecting. They still can't figure out how to win at home. I was kind of expecting Dave Cavill to um, put some tweets about, oh, well, nobody's at these games in Detroit. Oh, look, it's a poor attendance here. I think he's past that phase after after he just, even like the national media picked up that he was getting in fights with seagulls on Twitter and and just like going off the rails that one night. I think that he's kind of past that point at this point. Every it's just every once in a while he'll. And just also, like, he's got to save it for Bruce. He's got to save it for Damon Bruce. Oh yeah, just every once in a while he'll just get on that bender of just saying like, "I'm gonna say some outlandish shit tonight." I feel like he's been pretty good for about a week. I don't know. <laughs> we, are we gonna have a? Ah, uh, oh, that'll be a new thing on our Twitter. We'll have a Dave's without incident, and we'll just have Dave Cavill's head. <laughs> Dave's without incident. Oh, it's a Town Tailgate podcast. We are a podcast that roots for that team that kind of sucks right now, the Oakland A's. But things are turning around because we won two games today. Um, we are not. We're. We got an interesting show today. Uh, we're going to talk about um, uh, the Mariners. Um, kind of uh, going downhill a little bit. Uh, it's not making our prediction look very good for the West. By me and Julio. Uh, the Madison Bumgarner incident when he got incident when he got thrown out of the game, um, and a no hitter happened, um, as well as a bunch of A's news. Um, got a lot of a lot of roster moves. Um, we'll get into all that. Um, but let's start with the big news of the night. It just happened uh, about thirty minutes ago. It ended. Uh, Reed Detmers uh, had a no hitter against the Rays. Um, uh, it is the first no hitter for the Angels. He plays for the Angels, by the way. Um, since Jared Weaver, I believe, in two thousand eight or something like that. I don't know the stat off the top of my head, but um, I know someone tweeted that. Um, on they just completely whooped the Rays tonight. Um, and uh, Anthony Rendon had a hit, uh, a home run from the left, uh, batting lefty, and the first time ever batting lefty. So that was fun, Julio. He Reed Detmers. Well, don't forget they had a combined no hitter 
when it was um oh my god i'm totally who's the pitcher uh the tyler skaggs when tyler skaggs passed away they threw a combined no hitter um oh yeah that's right yeah but this is the first complete game no hitter yeah uh and he only threw two strikeouts tonight that's the big the weirdest thing a lot of ground outs a lot of fly balls huh yeah like your defense really like you put them to work the whole game um and it and if you talk to any Angels fan, and I'm sure John will attest to this when we bring him on next, Reed has been the talk of the, oh, just wait until they come up for a few years now for the Angels organization. And tonight proved it. He threw a complete game, no hitter. Uh, he's, I think he's, his pitch count was like in 108 or something like that. I'm looking at so, it right now. It's, going. it's weird that we've been talking about the Angels about oh maybe they'll do it since the day we recorded this podcast in the first place is do we is it time is it time are we actually gonna start taking I'm not them there up? yet bro yeah not like so that's my because i knew we were gonna say no Mm-mm. what's it going what has to happen for you to be like okay they're leg- i believe it they're legit what needs to happen for you to, to push you over the edge and be like, all right, I get I believe in them a little bit. Every fucking year we have teams that start off hot and they're in first place for like the first two months and then they completely fall off because the talent of of their roster turns out to be exactly what we expected. It's just like they start off hot, the scouting reports aren't there, and people in you know and scouts and, and front offices catch up. It's or intentionally coaching staff catch coaching staffs catch up. It's simple as that. I they have to be in a playoff game in October for me to finally believe it. That's literally what has to happen. I'm not I'm not going to hop on this train yet. So he threw, yeah, 108 pitches. Only threw 68 strikes. So that's interesting, but he only walked one. Um, he had 11 ground outs and 8 fly outs. So that's what it was. A lot of ground outs. Wow, 11. Good job. Uh, no errors, though. So that's cool. Uh, just had the one the one walk. Um, that's what screwed him out of a, out of a perfect game. Um, how stacked has the angels farm system been in the past few years though? Like, is this guy like a, like a top, like a ACE level prospect or is he like, yeah, if you could, I'll look it up right now. Status where it's like, he's top of rotation. He's not ACE level. Um, he's been, like usually like at least like a top 25 in all of baseball prospect for okay the last couple of years yeah um but you have to think about this the biggest and we joked about or we talked about this meme that danny vietti posted um <laughs> that it's always been the pitching the offense has always been there the, yeah you know whether it's guys just not being consistent or not it seems like it's after years and years and years and years and years of this conversation it seems like it's kind of turning like over the wheel a little bit with it because now mm-hmm. otani's been awesome he's had a couple he had a rough start against i, I want to say it was houston i can't remember um but like he's been pretty good he's lived up to the prospect of you calling him your mvp signing on the season um we, did, we just saw what reed Denver's did complete game no hitter patrick sandoval has been a nice little uh picking up where he left off in last season um, no, you know, has been pretty solid. And then Michael Lorenzen actually been like a really good piece coming out of there too. So like, if those are your five guys in your rotation, 
And I'd imagine if they really want to go over the top and make a trade in the summer, they could because there is some, I know we were joking with John with him trying to get Frankie Montas from us. We're like, yeah, well, we want Joe Adele if you're going to do that. So like they have the pieces where if they want to go over the top, they could. It's now it's just like, to me, what's really going to sell me is like, are you going to make it through the dog days of summer? Are, are you going to be able to, how are you going to be playing in August? Cause if you're not going to be there in August, then, then that's it. Like you we, we knew who we, you are who you thought, what, what's the old, they are who we thought they were. What is the old phrase? You know what I mean? You had it. You, oh, I did say it. We thought we are who they thought they thought that we thought. Yeah, they yeah, were. yeah. All right. I figured it out. Cool. So um, they're eighth in the league in ERA. Let's see what their whip is. MLB website is very slow right now. Um, they're fourth in the league in whip. So, I mean, the stats are there to back them up. Um, they're doing the right thing. Let's see what their strikeouts are. Um, they are, although this is not a good metric, um, they are 16th in the league in strikeouts, but um, pitching is not all about strikeouts, especially not in today's game. And let's see what their opposing average is. They rank fourth in the opposing average. I mean, it's there. Like the stats are there to back it up. They, 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 they're doing it right. They got a pretty. I think they're second in run differential in the American League as well. Second best record in the American League right now. But too. here's the kicker for them for the reason why they're in first place in the West. They're they have the best OPS in the league. I mean, they're just seeing it. You know what I mean? Like they're they're fifth in average. Um, let's see what they are in runs. Um. And they're first in runs. I mean, they're just – they're killing it on both sides. I'd have to look at their schedule. I, I feel like I've said this three weeks in a row that I want to take a close look at their schedule to see, to see like, if their matchups have been favorable or not. But, like, I mean, it's hard to – I mean, I'm having a hard time arguing this. But it's – at the end of the day, it's the fucking Angels. I just can't – I just can't do it, dude. I just can't get behind it. I can't believe it until I see it until I see them in a game one of the ALDS or the wild card round. They're like the Chris Paul of, of exactly. It's a great baseball. comparison. That's a great comparison. And then yes. Chris Paul finally made it to a finals. He kind of got over the hump. We're like, yeah, mm. and they hope you lose. And he did. And it was awesome. Mm. Anyway. Speaking of losing, uh, the biggest loser of last week, um, is umpire Danny Belen- uh, Bellino. You guys, I'm sure you all saw the news. Uh, he was in charge of ejecting Madison Bumgarner after his first inning of the game. So, to paint you a picture, Mad Bum was pitched, uh, and the Diamondbacks were going against the uh, Miami Marlins. In the first inning, uh, already some pretty questionable strike strikes on was going on. Stuff was just outside of the plate. It really could have gone either way. Mad Bum was again the calls. Mad Bum's a big baby. So of course he was like, no matter and that's what he sounds like, right, Chris? Word for word, cool. he sounds like the he sounds like the creepy dude from uh, from uh, Silence of the Lambs, which is the impression you Buffalo just Bill. Did. Ooh, oh, yeah. I never thought about that. Buffalo Bum. I that was how you sounded. That's not actually how Madison Bumgarner sounded. So, oh. I was just anyways, myself, yeah. uh, he pretty much bad calls are all over the place. Uh, he goes back to the dugout. He says some shit to the home plate umpire. 
And then one thing that's been happening in baseball lately is instead of checking the glove, when the, when the pitcher goes back into the dugout, they just check their arms, their hand. So if you're watching YouTube, they just do like a quick swab of the hand. All right, you're clean. Yeah. Except the umpire was doing this for like a minute, maybe two minutes. And he was looking at Mad Bum in the eyes the whole time. He yeah, was doing just that. staring him down. So of and course, Mad Bum doesn't. And Mad Bum doesn't notice it at first. He's kind of looking down, just watching him, like, you know, uh, stroke his hand. And uh, then he kind of glares up and sees that he's just staring at him. And he like looks back up. He looks down, looks back up, and just like, I don't know exactly what he says, but it looks like kind of just like, what the what the fuck are you looking at? And then the umpire's just like, oh cool, you just gave me every reason for me to finally throw you out of this game after you were bitching all game. And he did it. Look, man, it takes two to tango. Madison Bub Gardner is just like he's known for just being a dick when it comes to like just he's very difficult and uh maybe not a dick, but he's just very difficult and kind of a diva when it comes to things like this. Um, and he is not afraid to say what he thinks. Um, but like when you're an umpire, you're supposed to be impartial. If you're like everything about this scenario was like, he was looking for some reason to throw him out of the game. And he was, the main thing was he was, uh, he was, um, baiting him for, for lack of a better word. He was, he was, um, antagonizing him i don't know and he's 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 begging him to trying to get him to react to do something stupid to get him thrown out it's it it's 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 it goes back to the same issues that we have with with angel hernandez and and all this shit it's just like these guys for whatever reason i mean some they have a fucking stronger union than the fucking longshoremen dude like it's insane like like they they can't they could murder someone and they still would be working the next day it absolutely blows my mind there and there's no accountability for any of these guys and a lot of these guys have been doing this for way too long that's kind of part of the problem is that they're they're so used to the old school style of one society two the way that umpires have been treating this game where like they are the letter of the law but there's just too much evidence that they're not good at their jobs. So, like, they just need to be better at it or they need to be fucking reprimanded for it. We're, like, the NBA has been, like, except for Scott Foster, for some reason Scott Foster is this way. But NBA refs are, for the most part, pretty good because they're held accountable. Like, th- it's just not the case with with baseball. They're, in my opinion, it's the worst officiating of any professional sport and and it's it's part of the reason why the game is it's it's part of the many reasons that me and you keep bitching about what are killing the game i think i still think nba refereeing is worse but i think i think because it's just so impartial to I think the NBA rules are are worse when it comes to this. Not the NBA referees. The NBA refs are calling it the way that the rules are written. A lot of these like foul calls and like these fucking reviewing like reviewing fouls and stuff like that is is ridiculous. But that's just the way the rules are. I feel like baseball umpires. I think there's a lot more of ego to them to it. I more than the NBA. I think that's the problem to me is I think the umpires are more egotistical. In that sense, then. But but NBA the problem are. with with baseball umpires is there's too many rules that are that are written based on the discretion of the umpire. So it's like based on his opinion. So like because their egos are so big, they have so much power because so many of these rules are based on what what their judgment is. I mean, at the end of the day, back to back weeks, our big three involves 
umpires in a way. Because Three. Last this, week is we t- a, this is the third episode in a row. Didn't we talk about Angel Hernandez in the first week? I may be wrong. No, uh, we we did not. I felt you. I thought we would have, but um, we talked about last week how that one player in the minors got a ghost strikeout because he took too yeah. long outside the box. But yeah, it's it's. But here's the thing about all this whole thing. We just talked. We just shit on Dan Bellino. Um, he actually apologized. Like he afterwards, he was like, "I was told to umpire every game as if my children were sitting in the front row, and I fell short of those expectations this week." Well, I can't go back and change what happened. I take full accountability. I will learn from this incident and I'll sincerely apologize. So good for him. He, he figured out. Um, it, I think this is just mad bum just being a bitch. <laughs> Sorry for lack of better words, but did you watch I, the John Boy breakdown? I'm still of the belief that it takes two to tango. Uh, no, I have not watched that John Boy. It's pre- he does a pretty good lip ring of, and a, solid impression of mad bum which is like fuck you pussy i love john boy's just voice when he does those and he's like this guy's like yeah what are you talking about and i'm I'm like i don't know what's crazy so anyway madison bumgarner goes this guy and he's like fuck you guy and this guy's like i don't know what you mean like he's just like so sarcastic he does is the line he kept saying because mad bum kept telling umpire he's like i'll fuck you up I'll fuck you up. Yeah. That's uh, that, anyways, next topic and last of the big three. Um, Chris and I's preseason prediction. Big Trace. Yeah, we're we're mucho Trace. Mucho Trace. Because uh, Cinco de just happened. The what? Cinco de Mayo just happened. So oh yeah, there you go. I'm giving um, a Spanish theme. We're not doing well in some of our predictions. Uh, Chris has been giving. About? I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I, Chris has been giving me a lot of crap over this past weekend because I was like, I didn't. Say, I wasn't high on the merit. Oh, on the, 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 the Tigers. tigers? <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, hey, loser. I picked them as a wild card team, and even on the broadcast today, they were talk. They were talking about like, hey, they have a good team. They just aren't. They can't figure it out right now. They do. Dude. I will say they do have a good team. Austin Meadows, Javi Baez, Dude. Spencer Torkelson. Like their team is. They have some good pitching. Like I, I will say they do. Panea, like Panea pitched today. Like they have some some good players. Dude, but they still Austin Meadows is batting two eighty two and has no home runs. How the hell is that? There's a guy who hit like thirty plus bombs last year. Yeah, normally it's the opposite. Normally it's like around Mendoza line, but he has like fucking thirty five yeah. home runs. Besides the point. So, why are we talking about this? The Mariners suck right now. We both pre- picked the Mariners to win the West. I picked the Mariners to go to the World Series. I don't know what I was drinking that night. But as of right now, actually, I, I think, believe they're playing right now still. We're recording on a Tuesday night, May 10th. Um, they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. Uh, Jeff Passon is actually the person responsible for this one. For why just them falling apart. Because he actually put out a tweet. Where I have to find the exact thing, but he pretty much said, "Oh, they're leading in this category. They're leading in this category. Don't watch now, folks. But the Seattle Mariners are now the best team in baseball." Hmm. Yeah, he said something like that. Since Jeff Passan called them the best team in the AL West, this was six days ago. The Mariners have Did gone. Did he say the best is- team in baseball? Or best AL- team I'm in sorry, AL the West? AL West. They've gone one and six, lost three straight series, have been outscored twenty six to seventeen, including two straight shutouts, and they're in third. I, I believe they're still in third. 
because one of the one of the Cespedes family barbecue guys is a Mariners fan. I forgot which one. Um, so he's probably pretty pissed. But it's. it's <sighs> out there. I, I, don't, I don't. Are you worried about it? Are you worried about your prediction? I don't know. I mean, the the Angels are. I mean, uh, w- when we looked at the stats in the earlier segment, it's hard to ignore them with the Angels. So, I. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I. I don't know. I'm not sold on the Astros, even though they're the Astros. They have a lot of good talent, but I don't know. I mean, there's three, three best players, two best players. George Springer, Carlos Correa. They're two, two. They're probably their two, two of their three best players in the last four years just left their team. Like that's quite, quite the blow. So, I wasn't high on them in the beginning of the season, but they're still the Astros, so it's hard to bet against them. Um, the Angels, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. You think it's like a. Oh, by the way, the Kings and the Oilers went in overtime. Um, you think it's like a. Uh, uh, we were talking about that before the podcast. Sorry, listeners, that was a weird sidebar. Um, do you think it's like a um, like a mesh like thing, like a like a chemistry glue thing? Because like they have, they're so they have so much talent, young talent on their team. They should be playing so much better. No, I think it's just that the young talent that's there just hasn't figured it out yet. Um, Julio Rodriguez is starting to turn around. I think he's hit, I saw a stat where like in the last week or two, he's been hitting like 285. Um, like Jared Kelenek has been having a lot of issues as well. Just kind of figuring it out. Matt Brash, who was getting a ton of hype going into the season. He was like a fantasy dark horse. He just got sent back down to triple a, uh, I think just a lot of these guys, they don't know how to be consistent and winning. And the thing that's just going to have to learn right now is just, and the only way you learn is by losing, right? So you know what it is. You know what they're missing is leadership. You want to know why? Because their their leader, Kyle their captain, team the past five years retired. Yeah, exactly. Kyle yeah. Seager retired. That's what it is. And these they yeah. don't know how to deal with adversity. And man, they could use him right now. Why did he they, retire? He was good. This doesn't make any sense to me. I thought he was going to go to year. Texas and go play with this Breda. 35 home runs last year. Yeah. I, I can't that, I can't judge someone's situation. Maybe he's got like health issues that he's not talking about. So that's fair. Um, yeah, I'm wondering that I have a feeling that they'll try to make a move just to bring in more letter, veteran leadership. I know like someone like Nelson Cruz has spent mm-hmm. some time there. He's probably doing the nationals aren't doing anything. So I can imagine they're gonna ship him at the deadline. But yeah, um, they need I think that's your I think you hit on the head. I think you just need somebody who can teach them just how to be consistent at the major league level. So we'll see. Yeah. It's, I think they're going to be really excited to see what they're going to be doing because of like they have. We've talked about them before. They have so many moving pieces. They have so many things that they could do. So, Who's their second I, baseman? Adam Frazier. Hmm. Pretty dope. Right. Yeah, and then like Dylan Moore is like I was going to say. You know they could use Tony Kemp. Go to hell. I, go to hell, Chris. I'm just saying, veteran leader. Tony Kemp will never leave Oakland. No. Um, you know, if we're gonna suck, we might as well trade some people. I'm, you know, just spitball in here. Yeah. Anyways, All right, let's move on. Good transition, because I guess we're gonna be talking about the A's. Yeah. Um, before we actually talk about this stuff, you saw the TK play today, right? It was fucking badass. That, of course, I saw the, it. 
that's the play of the year. Watch it live, bro. Yeah. That Hell was yeah. He stays just flying all over the place at second base, dude. It's wild. Oh, the Kings won in overtime. Um, it's wild. They he's just fucking every month he makes a crazy play like that. But that one was like that was definitely the furthest he had to to jump. He's not a big guy either, man. It's, it's a, you think he can dunk? Ooh. We should tweet at him and ask him. Hey, Tony Kemp, can you dunk? How tall is he? He's probably like, what? He's hella short, but there's people that are that short that I've seen dunk before. Dude, he's 5'7". Maybe not that short. (sighs) It'd be a good tweet, though. Yeah, I believe him. I think he he can. Um, Anyway. I I kind of would feel (laughs) adding somebody and being like, can you dunk? You feel weird doing that? <laughs> yeah. Just like, hey, at Tony Kemp, can you dunk? All right, fine, I'll do it. I don't you pussy. Anyway, um that yeah, it was it was a dope play. I'm I was it was very happy about it. Um uh and it, it his reaction was hilarious too, how he just like sat on the ground for like a good thirty seconds, just his mouth open. You just couldn't believe it. Um all the guys in the clubhouse were just or in the dugout were just like losing their mind. And it was the third out of the inning too. It was so great. It was fun. That was a good game. They won and they got that highlight play. Badass. And just Lou Trevino trying to make things interesting. But it's nice. We yeah, we did have some fun because Why guess is what? he closing when Danny Jimenez is hella good? He pitched yesterday. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming they're just, you know, getting So then but- go with dude, go with fucking Go go with uh uh Sneed or, or go with Acevedo, who's Acevedo pitched the eighth. Yeah, he set up. I would puck rather. Warm- I would rather, rather put like puck. almost any or puck. I'd rather almost anybody in the bullpen but Lou to go in for a save anymore. You know what, Chris? Billy Koch isn't walking through that door. He only had like one good season as a closer. It was pretty good though. Just saying. Anyways, why are we talking about Billy Koch? You know why? Because A's have sucked lately, and I'm sure yeah. you're all aware of this. Uh, so Chris gives Billy me a Koch, lot of though. Yeah, Chris gives me a lot of crap, and he tells me that I jinx yeah. this team a lot, which I, I, you know, I, I think I do sometimes. But I think there's nobody who jinxes this team more, and we are both agreeants no. of this, than Dave Cavill. No, not even so. Close. A couple weeks ago, Dave Cavill was on a, a Hero Habit podcast, which. It's not a baseball podcast, I think, but I was looking at it's most like a music podcast. But then he's, mm-hmm. I guess, the guy's an A's fan. He had Dave on there. And he has actually given him like some legit questions where Dave actually had to like not be robotic with his answers and kind of saying the same stuff. Yeah. But on that pod, he said that this A's, because they kind of questioned him, like, how are you going to charge the fans this money for tickets and this mm-hmm. stuff if you're trading away all these guys you've they've learned to love all these years who are stars mm-hmm. and he has said uh we have a fun well you guys are missing out we have a fun exciting team right now since he's that pod went out and that quote went out the a's have gone three and eleven we started off so good too da, 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 da. so uh yeah, we're definitely the dog days are here, and it's May tenth. Um, it seems like the, I think the biggest takeaway that I've kind of learned is like they can't hit at home over that 
here I'll give you a quick rundown of what the run totals were during that homestand. So they scored. Uh, this is against Cleveland. Eight, eight, awesome. One, three, one, seven, zero. Yeah. Yeah. I Since mean, the I turn don't... of the month, the A's have been shut out three times. They're stranding runners like crazy, but they're getting hits, though. That's the thing. They're getting on base. So it's just like it's not translating over to runs. It feels like every time we get a, a, a guy on second in scoring position, there's already two outs. I don't know. I mean, at the same time, like, what what did we expect? We yeah. this this is what we thought, you know. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Yes. Yeah. No, no, you hit it. It's, I guess you could say that he's that he jinxed it, but like, it's did he though? Like, or is this just reality finally set in? This is. I think those first couple weeks definitely got us drinking a little bit of the Kool Aid. Yeah. And, um, and we we're like, hey, when yeah. Ramon comes back, who knows what'll happen? Yeah. So, uh, just do us a favor people who listen to this podcast consistently just don't go back and listen to what we were saying two weeks ago about this team because <laughs> a lot could happen and it, it has um look man i went into this season like looking to see what the future had and in, in hold for us or had in and i i like the future of shell and noisy potentially i like the future i'm still trying to figure out what the future of christian pache is because He's a beast out there in the field, but he's hitting is so inconsistent. Um, I liked the future of Nick Allen when he was playing. I would like to see more of Nick Allen. Um, and Murph has been solid. So, I don't know. That, that was what we said at the beginning of the oh, year. Oh, Dalton. And Dalton Jeffries. Yeah. Amazing. We're, we've told people, Great. like, at the end of the day, there's always going to be something about this team every year, year in, year out, that we're going to find and that we're going to love and that what's we're going to get us through rough patches happened every year when these turnovers have happened yeah and you can say the story of the season so far has been paul blackburn man Mm -hmm. dude was awesome yesterday he's just he's i I don't have to pull up his actual era in front of me i know i said james caprillion was like oh it's gonna be the a's lone all-star this year i'm gonna keep i'm gonna knock on a lot of wood you know what paul blackburn has heavy chris bassett energy I love your your new thing is um, saying the energy that people have. So like, oh, Sheldon Noisy's got some Max Muncy of energy. Former, of former A's players? Yeah, or just like, oh, Paul Blackburn. Heavy, heavy Chris Bassett energy. Paul Blackburn, I, he's got I, some. Uh, I was Chris thinking Bassett. like a week ago, I was thinking like, this is like Brandy McCar- Brandon McCarthy energy. But I'm like, no, nah, he's better than Brandon McCarthy. He's got, he's more, he's... He's more stable too, and 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 also he's more comparable to Chris Bassett because Chris Bassett was also a late bloomer. He had a lot of injuries, Chris Bassett early in his career. But I guess Paul Backlund did too, actually. Um, heavy Chris Bassett energy. I'm just saying it. So amongst qualified pitchers, uh, Paul Blackburn is fifth in the American League in in ERA. Yeah, he's tight pretty tight so yeah again we just find these things that we love and when we're going through these hardships where the team has gone three and 11 in their last 14 games we got to hold on to that so 
here, this is just us being optimistic. We're going to take a little shop, shot of optimism. All the A's fans, take a shot of optimism with us. There's some cool things with this team still, despite all this bullshit. So just don't. Noisy potentially could go too if he keeps on this run, though. I don't know at what position, though. Yeah, He's that's going to be tough. Right cause like, yeah, because like Jose Ramirez is always a lock at third. Yeah, but, but he's, then been he playing, also... he's been playing like a lot of second lately because of Ramon being out. But now that Ramon's back, he's been playing first. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I can tell you who's not going to be playing uh, starting mm-hmm. all-star for the American League this year. And uh, it's a tangent. It's our old friend Matt Chapman. Whew. He's, uh, he's stinking it up right now. He's hitting 200, 276 on base percentage. Five home runs, but... Hmm. Oh, boy. It's something to keep an eye out for the rest of the year. Hmm. Uh, speaking of old friends, our old friend came back. Dad came back from the from the store with milk and cigarettes, Chris. Ramon Lariano returning from suspension this past Sunday. Brian uh, Kingpin is probably just... <laughs> Dad came home, man. Dad came just home. Just losing. He's just every night just stroking it. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but he, he collected his first hit today during the series. Um, he, he just, he had a really good hustle play today um, where I forgot. I think Pache was, I had a hit up the middle or somebody had a hit up the middle and just first to third Ramon. Mm. And it's just like, God, we missed Ramon, then. dude. And then the next at bat sack fly Ramon scored. It was a sack fly by I think Ben court. So it just shows you like, dude, that energy is god damn this team needed it right now especially at the top of the lineup where like tk is starting to kind of come around again but it's like they're pretty inconsistent at the top still so if you can just have somebody who can at least be a little bit of a spark plug of hey if they just can get on base they can be dynamic enough where they can change it up a little bit and so far he's looked the part a little bit dude chad pinder's hitting like 260 too high 260 high 270s i was like shocked by that i didn't know he was hitting that well random just fact um, Don't look at his strikeout rate. Because you were talking about the the uh, the batting order. Um, one thing I noticed, and this is like on the cutaways when when they're um, in the dugout, Ramon and Pache are like super vibing, super like a lot of chemistry. Like they're hanging out a lot. They're joking with each other. Like today, um, him Pache and Ramon Pache and uh, and. I want to say I, I want to say it was like noise or something. Are sitting there and like uh, Ramon said something to Pache and Pache just grabs sunflowers. He just starts throwing them at Ramon. It's like like he said something that like pissed him <laughs> off, and then they also just kind of like start laughing. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's what you want in the outfield too, right field and center field. You want a lot of chemistry out there. Um, so that's that's I I would say that's like the the best thing about Ramon coming back personally. It's going to be exciting to see him back out there again. The, more than anything, we've, we've missed that guy. We kind of, I think we're always going to wonder what could have been if he never got suspended and he was still around for that last couple months this season I know. with him and Marte. But I know we would have made the playoffs if he was still there. Yeah, we could have been. Um, speaking of which, if you're going to be at the Coliseum this weekend, um, one, have fun. But two, uh, they're going to be the... They, this is kind of a fan start event. We mentioned Brian the Kingpin. It sounds like him and the uh, the last dive bar guys are doing a unofficial uh, wrestling extravaganza to welcome back Razor Ramon. So there's going to be a lot of Ace fans dressing up as wrestlers this Friday night. So if 
you're going to be going to the game, uh, highly encourage dressing up as a wrestler. If you have any random bandanas, you want to see your Hulk Hogan, fuck it, go for it. Bring a belt. If you just want to tell people that they can't see you, then cool, you can just be John Cena. Bring a belt. Um, play along with it. Have fun with it. So just want to give that plug over there. Uh, I've never seen Chris so excited about Dude. a player leaving. <laughs> Dude. Gotta take oh it away, man. God. Take it yeah, away. Yeah, Luis Berea got called up, but that's not why I'm excited. Finally, finally, Billy McKinney has been designated for assignment. Again, it's not personal, Billy McKinney. Like, it's not like anything about your personality I don't like. It's just about your game on the field. It's fucking sucks, and I'm tired of seeing it on the A's. So I'm just happy that you're gone. We'll see where he ends up if he doesn't clear waivers, which he probably won't because he's been terrible. He'll probably end up in the minor leagues for the A's. But uh, Luis Berea has been called up. Um, he had a, I mean, he's he showed some life in 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 uh, in in where he was playing in the past uh, two days, which is more life than what Billy McKinney ever offered in on his roster spot. So, pretty happy with it. Luis Berea has been around for a while. It's about time he got called up. So, fun fact about Luis Berea, he is, well, actually, as of today, it's now twelve, but he he's was the eleventh. It's he is the, he's a twelve year. Is he, 12 is he the old. guy from Benchwarmers? I am twelve. Yeah, he's the kid from uh, BoJack Horseman. That did you ever watch BoJack Horseman? Julio, you know when I lay up a joke, sometimes you just gotta dunk it. You don't have to like grab it, pick it up, dribble it around the court again, and try to put up another shot. Yeah, but like nobody's really seen Benchwarmers. Everybody's seen Benchwarmers. No, what are you that. talking about? I think more people have seen BoJack Horseman than they have seen Benchwarmers. I have never seen BoJack Horseman. Great show. Anyway, I don't know. He is a the twelfth. Okay, stop it. Stop show. it. Stop. We're stopping this right now. He is the twelfth, eleventh rookie to be used on the team this season. Uh, today, Adrian Martinez marked the twelfth already. Um, hmm. He is also the thirty. He was a thirtieth player used for the team this season. As of today, Adrian Martinez came up. He is now the, Adrian is now the 39th. They're tied in the league lead with the Rays in that stat. Uh, all I'm going to say about McKinney, Sick. yeah, all I'm going to say about McKinney is what I tweeted out, and it was, it wasn't. He was the lefty bat that they wanted, but not necessarily the lefty lefty bat they needed. Because if you're just going to be, hey, he's here because he's left-handed and he's batting. Just like Batman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you'll never have to. And if he's batting below 100, then what's the point? Like, there's no real yeah. prediction, of, like, real. He's clearly not having, and, and with the lack of, of, of offense that we've had lately, he's clearly having no effect. That lefty bat is having no effect on the offense where it is, especially in the middle of the fucking order. So, like. It, it it means nothing. All it, it all it is is just, it's just a waste of that roster spot. It, it it's fucking stupid. It kind of seemed like what we had talked about, which was like we were kind of taking the first month and then the first week and some change in May, as just like an extended spring training, just to get an extended look. Okay, maybe this guy can figure it out because I think McKinney wasn't even wasn't even signed until like the week like two before, weeks before the season. Yeah. yeah, so. Okay, let's see what I can do. And it just never panned out. So we'll see what happens next in his uh, his story. So Good riddance. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, this is kind of a confusing uh, move. 
I think we're we're both are kind of scratching our heads behind it. But we're, we're, I'm trying to get some confirmation because there was no like official A's release on this. But uh, Billy, uh, Buddy Reed, who's like one of our fan favorites, made some news uh, last off season during spring training. And uh, Eric Thames, who the A's also signed over the offseason, were both released from AAA Vegas. Uh, this was reported by the um, ML, the MILB Transactions Twitter account. It's not a verified Twitter account. It's just a guy kind of running it. So take it with a grain of salt right now. But if you go look at like MLB Transactions, it did show that Eric Thames was released. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see what Melissa Lockhart has to say about it. She would probably have more insider info. Okay, so well, so Eric Thames was released, mm-hmm. and this was CBS Sports put it out there um, with the source being Melissa. Um, nothing on Buddy Reed yet. I think the biggest question in my mind is why? Why would you release these two guys who? If you're going to be giving Billy McKinney a month of just playing time, and if you're going to be giving, you know, I'm not, I don't want to call out any other guys, but it's just like, what did those two players, or what did Billy McKinney have? They gave him that much playing time where you're hitting him in the four hole, where you could even have these two guys who Eric Thames has hit lightning in a bottle for a couple seasons and during his time as a majors. Buddy Reed looked. Like we were so hyped up on him for some time during spring training last year because he looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Like what? Why? Why would you not even just give him the opportunity to come up and see what you could get out of them in the majors? So I'm I'm really confused by this move because this need this team needs a spark plug. They need some offense, and why not shoot your shot with them? Well, Buddy Reed is coming off a pretty bad injury, so they must know something about his medical that we don't and they haven't released yet. That's the only thing I can think of there. So they don't want to waste a minor league roster spot or a 40 man roster spot on that when they could use it for, I mean, Ramon just came back. So probably that, and maybe there's some guys in, in double a that they want to move up or single a, they want to move up, you know, we'll whatever. Um, for Eric Thames, I mean, it's it's we're gonna get to him in a second, but it's it's Shay Langelier is just fucking knocking it out of the park like it's nobody's business every single game. That's what it is. They they have their power bat in the minors that they're that'll be like their backup DH if the DH situation doesn't work out here, and he's outperforming Thames, so it doesn't make sense to have Thames on the roster and playing in the minors when. It's going to be Shea will be the guy to be brought up if they need that to happen. And for the record, I just double checked too. So um, Buddy Reed was also reported as cut loose CBS Sports with Melissa as the source. So um, we'll see. It sounds like this is a pretty for real thing. But Buddy was hitting 196. Uh, his on-base percentage is 255. And then his OPS was 196. So he was not doing good. In, in Vegas, which is like, if you no. can't hit the ball there, if you can't get hit at least like 260 there, you're in trouble. So, and, and again, there's probably something about his medical too, that also weighed in on the decision. Like, cause, yeah. cause he had a lot of potential last year. They're not going to just throw it away after two months of bad batting. There's yeah. probably something with his medical. 
it just sucks. It's like we were we were, we were both really excited for him. A lot of Ace fans were excited Fuck for yeah, him. Yeah, bro. He got hurt, and then just so. Who knows? Best of luck. I hope there's some way they can kind of, you know, get another shot with him, but we'll see. This Hopefully it's not it for him, though. Yeah. Um, Cole Irvin was sent to the IL. It's mine. He'll a, be back. Yeah, he'll be back. Uh, in the spot start, we had Adrian Martinez, who came over in the Sean Manaya trade. And uh, I think one of us is going to be talking about him a little bit later, so we'll hold off from that. Dibs. Fuck. All right. Anyways, last, uh, last couple of things we can talk about. We just talked about him. I mean, we didn't get too in-depth with them. No. But we're now getting to the point in Shade Langrelier's watch. If not now, but when? It's got to be a service if, time thing. It's, it's got to be. Gotta be. It's got to be, know. Julio. Because think about it. Who who was it? I forgot what team it was, but they just brought up their number one prospect uh, who's like 21 years old, and it was strictly because of service time. Like a, a writer, I don't know, I forgot who it was. They put it. It was like he's gonna make his major league debut this 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 week, and and someone tweeted about like, and the reason why he's doing it is because his service time has he's surpassed a certain amount of service time, so that they have him for another year under contract or something like that. It's gotta be that. So for those, yeah, well, for those of you who don't know, Shay Langrelliers, who came over the medals and trade, he's pretty much the main piece that uh, came over that is with pache yeah with pache pache is demolishing the ball in triple a right now uh through 104 at bats he's at 11 home runs 24 rbis he's batting 317 413 on base percentage and his ops is over it's over 1000 and it's now getting to the point if like if not now then when could it be the service time manipulation probably i think that's what what's going to come down to but do you think it's also the fact that we have what three catchers on the active roster right now? So like, and you know how I think the one thing we've learned in this first month of the season is how much flexibility Kotze likes with this lineup, where you can plug in and play. Cool, Jed, your DH today. Cool, um, like Vogue, your DH. Noisy, your DH today. He likes rotating those guys out. Whereas with Shea, you're pretty much going to be Murph or Shea DH all day. Or DH or catcher switch off every day. Like, do you, do you, what do you think it's going to be besides a manipulation? Uh, well, first off, um, so Jason Burke, um, a, a brother from another podcast, um, love that. Uh, tweets because he watches the minor league games every night, and he tweets um, updates on players every night, and it feels like every night he tweets that Shay Langeliers hit another fucking home run. It's insane. If you guys want to follow Jason, he's the host of the Locked On A's podcast, by the way, Megapod. Um, uh, his Twitter is by Jason Burke, um, at by Jason Burke, um, and he's great. Um, he's a good friend of ours. Um, but yeah, it just feels like every single time he does that. So the only value Bethancourt has, in my opinion, is that he can play first base, and they're still trying to figure out first base. So, if and when they figure out first base, cough, cough, um, Sheldon Noisy, who's been playing a lot of first base lately, I think that gets rid of some of his value. Also, Stephen Vogt and Jed Lowry can play first base, so that backs you up there with first base. 
Um, it just feels like he should be everyday DH for us if he's hitting this well in the minor leagues and he's hitting it out of the park because we could use a four-hole hitter. So, like, why not bring him up there, bring Bethancourt down, who will, will be like a safety net for if one of the old guys, Jed or, or Stephen Vogt, get hurt, which they probably, you know, knock on wood, but realistically they're old and they're my bones. They're just a little bit more um, injury prone. Um, but, and just let those two guys kind of be utility backups to give guys rest, which is kind of what they were brought in to do. They weren't really brought in to do the DH situation. It just, that was kind of like they hadn't figured that out. So they needed to try and put that together. Yeah, I would I would prefer I mean, if I were running the team, you already know my answer. I've been saying it for three weeks. He should be brought up, he should be the DH, and then he'll give Murph a day or two off every week, and Murph can either DH or just not or just sit. But I don't know. I don't I don't know what their I don't know what their game plan is, but it's gotta be service time. It's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, because it's yeah. I, I The don't. stats are just so in your face, dude. We haven't seen somebody pop out like that in a minute offensively. In a, like, you know, we see guys are always tearing it up in Vegas because just, just the, 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 that's how the, that league works. Mm-hmm. But at that level, yeah, something's got to give. So hopefully soon. Okay. Chris, you're a betting man. Mm-hmm. You do, do we play an over-unders again? Let's, let's, uh, yeah, everybody's favorite game. Uh, Chris is over-unders. Chris, give me your over-under. For when uh when um I was gonna say Pache when Langoliers gets called up. Let's use my birthday as the over under June fourth. I'm gonna say, yeah, you cool with that? Yeah. I'm gonna say um, I don't know. There's not really any sign of him doing it, so I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna say past June fourth. Yeah, I'm 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 going on the over on that one too. Cause and it's pretty obvious they have no like motivation to win. So front office is also just like, why, you know? Even though like and they don't give a shit what the fans think too. So it's like they're not getting fan pressure. But um, it that also could hurt his development though if they don't bring him up soon because then he's just like, he's not progressing and he's just gonna not be ready once he finally like sees big league pitching. I don't know. It's really I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. The the motto of the podcast, we don't know. We just like to talk about the A's, and we hope you guys enjoy us listening yeah. to talk about the A's. Uh, last but not least, before we jump into um, the upcoming schedule and all the fun stuff, we just got to give a quick uh, shout-out, prayers up, wishful thinking. Bob Melvin, our former manager currently in San Diego, uh, he is going to be away from the team for the next week. He is actually having prostate surgery. Um, he, he has said, he doesn't know. He's, he's like, he's pretty sure it's, it's not cancerous, but you know, he's like, I won't know until it happens. So yeah, just make sure, you know, Bowmel, quick recovery. Hope everything's okay. Make sure you keep in your thoughts, all that great stuff. So want to make sure we're still taking care of our guy. All, all right, right, Chris, let's wrap it up. Yep, Take it away. Take it away, Chris. All right. We got the angels this week at home, uh, this weekend. Sorry um friday through saturday or sunday saturday is gonna be a double header so check out for that more double headers more fun yay and then uh next week beginning next week they are at home again against the twins 
And remember, the Twins schlacked us last time, so that would suck. Um, let's hope we sweep Schlacken. the Angels so that we can talk shit to John and um, <laughs> next time he comes on and fuck the Angels. Yeah. All right, All next right. up is Player of the Week. Player of the Week is brought to you by Chris Martinez State Farm, agent of Wana Creek. If you need home, life, or auto insurance, make sure to give Chris a call. His phone number is 925-266-8997 or visit his website, www.agentchrismartinez.com. All right, Julio, who is your um, State Farm Chris Martinez Player of the Week? I'm going to I'm gonna be a gentleman, and I will leave um... – I will leave Adrian Martinez for you. Nice. Chris's cousin, by the way. Everybody knows that. All Martinez's are related. Exactly. Um, That's why he's the perfect pick this week. Yeah. So everybody kind of sucked. But uh, besides, we I picked Paul Blackburn in the past. I'm not going to use him again, even though he had a great start. That's who I was going to pick if you were going to pick Martinez. For yeah. Me. Yeah. No, I, I think we've really got to talk about how dominant AJ Puck has been. Yeah. Um, this last week, he pitched 3.2 innings, 3Ks, ERA of zero. Zero ERA. Um, zero. zero. Uh, over the season, he's pitched 13 innings. He has a .69 ERA. Smallest, the smallest of sample size. But he's been healthy, and that's probably the top priority. The guy's been healthy. Mm-hmm. His velo is starting to tick up again. Mm-hmm. And if those two things are going, as long as and his, his slider is going to be hitting there, you know, we'll see. We we'll don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. I'm trying to jump the gun, but just seeing this consistent, um, these consistent outings from Puck after this, what seems like what four years when he was do- him and Jesus were dominating spring training in 2018, and then they both got injured. Um, so who knows, man? I, I'm hoping this is the turnaround for him. Even I hate to say this too. Are you seeing what Jesus Lazardo is doing in Miami right now? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing great. Which sucks, but um, yeah. so AJ Puck, I just want to highlight him. He's been awesome out of the pen. I nothing but great health the rest of the season. Well, Chris, I wonder yeah. who you were gonna take. Surprising oh, everybody. Co- hold on, let me come on that. Um, at what point do you bring him up as a starter? The answer is when they trade Frankie at the deadline. Yeah, I could also I could also see. Dalton hasn't been having a, the last great couple starts, and I'm going to talk about that in a couple minutes as well. Um, hmm. Where if if they really are just like, cool, we're not doing this anymore, we're going to be doing this now. But I think the more realistic thing is, yeah, probably if, That's so if and bad when Frankie for his gets development. traded. You don't want to do that. That's so bad for his development. You just kind of want to fight through it and just hope that um, Emerson can coach him through that, though. Absolutely. Yeah, I it, it, it will probably more likely be if and when – Frankie gets traded. Yeah. Oh, mine is obviously Adrian Martinez. He uh fucking killed it today. Hold on, I had his stats up right here. I gotta pull them back up real quick on my phone. There they are. Three oh motherfucker, it uploaded. Okay. Uh three strikeouts, only four hits, five and one um third innings pitched, zero ERA. He just he just came in, spot start, and just kicked ass. Uh, I mean, it was fucking awesome. I mean, he would, he got called up yesterday to do this. And it was just like, hey, man, you're going to pitch t- tomorrow. And he was like, what? He's like, yeah, we got a doubleheader, though. Don't worry. You can just chill the first game, and then you're going to pitch the second game. What? Like, it, it was great. And, um, I, I, I mean, 
I don't know how many more shots he's gonna have at it um, this game this this season, but um, if he's th- gonna be this good, he might be like a good piece to put in the bullpen um, for the rest of the season. Um, he's only twenty five years old, dude. It's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, we got some really young guys in those trades. I almost forgot he he wasn't necessarily a highly touted prospect, but he was a a guy who was like up and coming he was ready to get moved up the next spot so it was like you can clearly say you can clearly see that it was like young young pitching depth that they wanted um but yeah he did a great job although this is a really shitty tigers team as julio um wrongly predicted from the beginning of the season hey they're just going through a rough patch man they're i believe in my boys a rough patch the entire season yeah, they're just you know they're they're going through things. Now. They don't even they're have just... a double digit wins, dude. Look, they're look the wins numbers aren't real. Okay, Chris, they're just they're fabricated. Don't they look worry pretty about real it. to me. The same. All right, our essential tools last week, uh, we both did not do well. Uh, Chris went with uh, his other fellow Chris, as in Christian Pache, and uh, not good. Uh, he batted eighty three, not good. Uh, I picked Dalton Jeffries. Thumbs down for the people who are listening on podcast. Yeah, I I, I picked Dalton Jeffries just because his reason being he's had a couple of kind of you know meh starts. Want to see if he's going to be able to turn around. Uh, he didn't. He he went five innings, which is at you know now in the American League you go five innings, great, you did good. You gave up four runs, so quality start is going to be that three run threshold. So yeah, C minus for passing. Sure, why not? Alrighty, Chris, who is your player to watch this week? I'm going to go, my essential tailgate tool is going to be Adam Kolarik. So if the offense is not doing well, I think the bullpen is going to be an essential part of um, the next week, especially with these good teams who are probably going to put runs on the board. And if they're not going to get run support, like the bullpen is going to be an essential part of, of, um, of these matchups and Adam Clark has been really good this season so far. And he's been like really solid in that middle relief, especially when, when, you know, we get into tough situations where we have like, we're down by two runs and they need to take the start out because he's clearly getting whopped. He'll just come in he'll pitch a quick inning or a quick two innings and he'll get, get to the next guy. And I think that's really important against these, against both the angels and the twins, two good teams. Um, so I would just say watch out for him, and hopefully he'll keep being dominant. And his job is literally just to pitch like a six inning and just move it on to the next guy. Like just get it, get it going, get it to AJ Puck, get it to um, Danny Jimenez, blah 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 blah. So he's my central tailgate tool of the week. Bullpen's gonna awesome. be big. Bullpen's gonna be big these coming series. Yeah, absolutely. And these are both pretty strong offenses. We saw what the Twins did this last weekend with the sweep. And uh, the Angels have just been hitting the crap out of the ball. So, absolutely. I think just keeping it to the minimal, especially the pennant. That's a good choice. Cleric's been nice this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramon's back in Oakland. So, i like to see what he's going to do the next week. Ramon's going to be my guy for the town tailgate, our essential tool of the week. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see. He just loves playing there. You can just tell that he really feeds off the energy, you know, with his son, Watch up there sitting in right field watching him, his son Brian. He's really gonna really carry that extra energy. I think having this 
you know, we were talking about earlier, we're kind of saying, I really do think having this wrestler theme thing around Razor Ramon coming back is really going to make him feel at home. And I think it's going to yeah. hopefully it's really not only rejuvenate him, him, but this offense a little bit, because yeah. we know when you're a top of lineup hitting, then everybody's going to fall in place. And I think this is going to be really pivotal week because if he can get on track and get back to being the player he has been in the past, then who knows, man, this, we can still see some optimism with this team. So I can't wait to see it on TV. Oh, is my delegate. I had a different choice originally, but oh, yeah. I'm going to wait till next week to say it because okay. he's not lying to go against the angels this weekend. Mm. Not Dalton Jeffries. No, uh, it, I'll just straight. James Caprillion always tears up the angels. It's the orange County boys, him and Cole Irvin always just tear down the angels. So, He's had some rough. He had a rough first start though, but he yeah. kind of got together after that first inning. Um, all right, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the Town Tailgate Podcast. I'm Chris Atulio. Follow us on Twitter at Town Tailgate. Um, Over one thousand um, followers. Oh yeah, we got a thousand followers. Okay, <laughs> bro. If there's one thing we got, it's a K. Strike out. Ding. I don't know. I I thought. I had something clever there going, and then I didn't. Um, anything else to wrap it up, Julio? Actually, you have something to plug. You were a guest on a podcast. Oh, yeah. I was on a wedding podcast called Wedding Confessionals. There's two episodes up. Uh, I go to a lot of weddings, people. Um, I don't know why. I'm just at that age where my friends are getting married. I, it's kind of been that way since I've been like 21, 22, though. So... <laughs> Um, so, uh, my coworker has a wedding podcast and she brought me on to talk about it, my experiences and stuff like that and help give advice to some people who write it. So check it out. It's called wedding confessionals. Are you more of a Vince Vaughn or an O Wilson in your wedding? Attending? I'm not going to comment on that cause that would, um, reference my sex life. So, um, I, I, I mean, I like weddings. I have a Look, lot of opinions. We'd on rather have you be one of those two than be a Bradley Cooper. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Claire, get the fuck back on that altar. I've just, I've been to so many weddings. I just, I know it works. I know it doesn't. Um, and we talk about dancing because I am a huge dancer um, at weddings. I love dancing. Um, we talked about like wardrobe and stuff like that. And we talked about, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What is your go-to every? Uh, well, when the DJ does allow requests, and you're with the person, hey, I need you to play "Return of the Mac." It's like one of my all-time favorite songs. It's my ringtone. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, love it. All right, Julio. Last but not least, let's go, Oakland. Nice. Warriors too. Town Tailgate is an independently produced podcast. It is written and executive produced by this guy, Chris Madrigal, <laughs> and my partner in crime, Julio Reynoso. It is sound mixed and edited by yours truly. Social media management and marketing is run by, once again, my partner, Julio Reynoso. And a special thanks and shout out to my brother, Larry Madrigal, for composing and producing our theme song 
as well as graphic designing our album cover and artwork. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please tune in next week. Please subscribe. And last but not least, as we always say, let's go Oakland.